Hey everyone, and welcome back to Centered, Committed, Confident, a podcast dedicated to helping you center your life on Christ, commit yourself to discipleship, and become more confident in the Word of God. I'm Cody Rogers. I'm Regan Erickson. And I'm Hannah Erickson. And we are in the second episode on our little segment on dating and relationships. That's what I decided to title it. I like it. Dating relationships. Last week was titled, What's the Point? And that was literally talking about what is the purpose of dating and relationships. Um, I'd say if you are just jumping in on this episode, hit pause, go back to the previous episode. Um, you need that episode to lay a foundation of everything we're about to talk about today, which, as you can see by the title, is what to look for in a significant other, what to, how to look for those things, what's mm-hmm. important, what's not important, and what are ways to actually look for those things, right? If you have this list of stuff you should be looking for, how do you go about doing that? Before we actually get started, I need to give a disclaimer. We are not planning on covering everything. Mm-hmm. We're not planning on uh, hitting the whole realm of everything because it's per person and actually per culture. And it's actually sort of different sometimes between um, this generation and the next generation. And there, there are things that, um, not that, uh, not that godliness changes or faithfulness changes, but certainly that um, the the situations you might find yourself in um, and the way people act and how they flesh out can look different between an, a personal conversation. Let's let's take that, for example, a personal conversation 30 years ago and a text message nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still look for faithfulness, but that medium of conversation is, is different now, right? So, yeah. So that's all I mean, is that it can sort of change. We can't possibly hit all those nuances, so we're just going to give some things to discuss, all with the point that if you have more questions, you can ask those questions. Cody yep. R at cdbible.org, Cody R at cdbible.org. Email me, and we will keep on talking about it. Again, that is Cody R at cdbible.org. <laughs> A55. Three times. Isn't that what they say yeah. in school or whatever? Yeah. Three times is what you got to do to get so, it in we're, memory. We're going to sound like one of the Quad City yeah. commercials that plays. Um, Okay, let's dive into it. So open-ended question, what should we be looking for in a significant other? Uh, Let's start with that. What what is important? I'd say the number one important thing is that they have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that they um, serve him as the Lord and trust in him as Savior and are actively growing in their walk with him. But but what if I can bring them to know that? Like, what, what if they're open to it at least? No. <laughs> we, no, to currently have a saving faith in Jesus and be actively <laughs> pursuing Christ. They don't have to have been saved for, you know, a decade or something, but that have already made the commitment apart from you and are continuing it, whether you're in their life or not. Yeah. And um, we like to call that missionary dating when you choose to date a non-believer in order to lead them to Christ. Um, we will have an episode, I don't know if it's going to be dedicated to it, but we'll have an episode where we dive a little more into Mm -hmm. it. Um, I was actually brought to faith through a relationship that, I don't know if I would call it missionary dating, but definitely the relationship was a part of me coming to faith. Um, And so I'd like to talk about it at least, but Hannah's point is perfect. I wish you guys could have seen her face (laughs) when I asked. She's like, no. (laughs) So, okay. Have to have a saving faith in Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, and in, in after we list these things, then we'll talk about how to look for them. Okay. So uh, must be a Christian. Mm-hmm. That's good. What else should we be looking for in a significant other? I would probably say that there are some key theological beliefs 
that would be good to define. Um, I, I hesitate to lay out some right here, but some of the higher level theological beliefs that are really important that if you disagree on, you're going to really struggle to be unified in marriage because like we talked last week, that's the ultimate goal of dating. And, um, yeah, the, this that doesn't necessarily mean you can't go out and start dating someone over these, these types of things, yeah. but you need to, you need to have a, an understanding of what are your beliefs and what you aren't negotiable. On. Yeah. So what, some of those things are what defines salvation, Yep. right? Who is saved and who isn't. Um, the reason that matters is because that when it comes to raising children and leading them towards a saving faith, yep. you need to know what you're leading them towards. You need to agree on that. Um, that determines what church you go to together. That's yep. a major divisive topic among the church. And that's one that we should be divided about in the church, right? What is salvation? Um, that that is a worthy line to create disunity in the church. Yep. Um, there are very few of those, but that is one of them. Um, so that'd be it. Uh, child rearing, right? How mm-hmm. to raise children. You don't have to necessarily agree on all the little details or anything. You don't like interview them on this either, no, like before no. your first date. No. How how do you plan on raising your children? Right. Um, but <laughs> the sheer fact of desiring children, yes, or not, like that is a that's a theological thing as well mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the Lord commands us to be fruitful and multiply. If they believe that they don't have to do that, um, then that is actually a major theological difference between you and them. So um, the number you'll you, you know, you'll get to, you'll figure that out. The Lord will discern. The, that. the yes. Lord will but, line that one up. But for you. seriously, you know, if you, if they want kids or they don't, that's a major one. Um, I guess the purpose of calling in one's life is yeah. the best way to put it. The way this fleshes out is: um, Do they want to live across the ocean? Like, do they want to live overseas and and you know minister in some way that way? Do they want to? live in a small town, in a large town. Um, those don't necessarily matter because throughout your life you could do all those things. Um, but how they interpret the calling upon their life, right? Um, yep. If they feel, no, I feel called to be this type of lifestyle and and go live in a hut for the rest of my life, um, and that is what I'm determined to be because that's what God's called me to be, um, that, that matters. Right yeah. to evaluate how, what the calling they might have in their life is that that's a theological doctrinal belief difference that's at least worth evaluating. Um, we'll talk about more about what's important and what's not in just a little bit. Okay, so hang in, Great. hang in there, listener. Um, all right, so um, particular beliefs that stem from interpretation of scripture or yep. relationship with God. Certainly, being a believer. What else? I think also just their general character. Um, like seeing like the fruit of the spirit in their life. I think that you can find someone who um, has a relationship with the Lord, has theology right, um, but can also be a jerk sometimes. And that may not be who you want to be with. And they may still have some character development that they need in their life. Um, and so I think it's important to find someone that's already respectful and um, servant hearted and um, compassionate and these things that, um, are indicative of someone that is walking closely with the Lord. Um, would it be fair to say that you need to find somebody that's ready? Yeah. Ready to be in a relationship? Oh, yeah. Is that how you're... Yeah, that's a good way to put like it. What you're getting to? Mm-hmm. Um, because we're all on, we're all in a walk, right? We're yes. all growing in fruits of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But there is a certain level that you 
uh, of maturity, or as our pastor says, maturity. <laughs> I thought we didn't say the two. Yeah, I say mature. I Me think too. I, I, I go back and forth between both. No, so. you say mature. mature. And I don't understand. Okay. Mature. So there is, there is a certain level of maturity, maturation mm-hmm. that needs to be met in mm-hmm. order to be able to be in a relationship in which you are walking with Christ alongside another person and heading towards marriage. So, um, Maybe we'll talk about how to define that a little bit more, too, in, yeah. in a few minutes. So always just trying to summarize to make it as clear mm-hmm. as possible. Believer, um, some commonly held beliefs between you and them, and a certain level of spiritual maturity to be ready to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Silas has joined us again. Mm-hmm. It's real great. I don't even know if they're going to hear that, but hey. He's here. He's here. here he is. Silas is here. Um Anything else? Those are the main. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I mean, those, like to me, those are the non-negotiable things, and then they're like preferential things. Yeah, that I want to get into that next. The preferential things, essentially saying what doesn't matter actually. Okay? Yeah. Um, let me ask this question: Physical attraction. How much does physical attraction matter? How much does it not matter? It's a perk. It's not necessary. It's. We, we were talking about this a little bit um, off. Not off camera. We're not on camera. Off mic. Last week about how the more you grow in love with someone, the more attractive that that they become to you. And so, if you have these non-negotiables in place, to me, it's worth giving someone a chance. If they passionately are pursuing Christ and they're a quality person, um, and you have some things in common that you might enjoy time together, it's at least worth maybe giving it a shot, um, even if their attractive level in your eyes is not, you know, a ten out of ten. Yeah. Um... I'd say to that as well. Um, I do think it's important, though. I think yeah. it's, um, and, you know, and scripture models it. There are like several scriptures that, you know, talk about, um, I think it's, is it Proverbs or Song of Songs? I can't remember which one, but like delight in the breasts of the woman of your youth, right? Yeah. Like there's this idea that like telling young men to delight in the bodies of their of their wives and mm-hmm. Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, whatever you want to call it, is definitely talks about physical attraction between mm-hmm. two people in love. Um, so to the opposite side, it's not wrong, right? Physical attraction um, is definitely not wrong within a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider it the spark. Like I consider mm-hmm. it like... Um, like a, like, so Flint and a match or something like that, right? Like you need a certain material that oftentimes starts the match, but you don't need that material to keep it going. Yeah. yeah. And I think mm-hmm. maybe that's the way I would describe it. That's, is, I like that. It, it's what brings you together. Oftentimes it's that sort of un, intangible. You see them across the room yeah. and you're like, oh, I need to get to know that person. Yeah. It's that intangible desire to get to know them deeper that attraction that might spark the flame, but that yeah. spark is not what continues the flame, right? Yeah. Like fuel is what continues that flame. And so yeah. I think, I think there's an intangible essence of like attraction is going to be there in mm-hmm. on some level. Um, the, the thing that I think is important, and I think this is what Hannah was touching on is, uh, if you have the wrong expectations for what attraction should mm-hmm. be, yeah. right. Um, uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, like what, what is a wrong kind of attraction to get into a relationship on, I guess, physical attraction as far as sexual attraction goes, right? Yeah. Like solely, if it is only sexually or yeah. if it's only physically, right. That would be certainly something not to, not, yeah. not oh, a reason yeah. to get into a relationship yeah. status. If dating that person makes you cool. Yeah. Another reason not to get into yeah. a relationship, um, because your mom says you should. 
Yeah. yeah. It's probably not a good reason to get into a relationship. Now you should, you should always, especially if you have a relationship with your mother and father and they're like, Hey, have you considered this person? You should at least consider them. Right? Yeah. Think about it. Right. But <laughs> maybe not just because. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe even if not just because they check off all of those important boxes to start off with. One of the things I was going to uh, expand that on is like, this is someone that you enjoy. It needs to be someone you enjoy being around. Um, and you could come across people that are saved, um, you know, holding the same beliefs, you know, check off those those important boxes we just talked about. But not that they're a bad person, but if you just don't enjoy being around them, that probably means at least right now, this that could change, but right now it's probably not a good time to date them. Yeah, and that's somewhat intangible too because for some people um, that you can have everything in common, with mm-hmm. somebody and not enjoy being around them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Brittany and I, we had almost nothing in common, but we enjoyed being around each other. We mm-hmm. really enjoyed being around. It was just easy. Yeah. yeah. And so um, what Regent's saying is not that you have the same hobbies. He's saying like, literally, if you just enjoy it, yeah. Right? If, yeah. You, if you walk away from your time with that person be like, yeah, I want to do that again. Yeah. Like, that, yep. That's exactly what I'm going for. If the end goal is marriage, then like you're going to spend the rest of your lifetime together if you end up married. And so hopefully you enjoy being with that person. And if you're like, I don't think I can spend 80 years with them, then. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean there's never any like craziness driven because I think Hannah can speak quite, quite. Craziness driven. I drive you crazy all the time. Oh yeah. But I'd say. But generally we love being together. She finds me annoying sometimes. And at the beginning, that's sort of not there anyways, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The honeymoon phase is a real thing and and it's God's grace. Right. Like the honeymoon phase is God's grace towards us to be able to overlook each other's mistakes yes. enough to fall in love with each other. Oh yeah. And and then like God slowly lifts that veil and is like, all right, now here's the here's the person yeah. as a whole. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff and one of the things we're not really touching on right now, and we're not going to touch on in this episode, is dating and courting and you know, sort of this being around each other, not being around each other, listening to your parents, not listening to your parents. Uh, blessings from your parents, any of those things. We'll get into those in other mm-hmm. episodes. Really, we're just talking about what you can be looking for. So we've listed a lot of them. Some of them are make a lot of sense. Some of them are sort of hard to describe. But let's let's get down to the the sheer facts that we can. How do you look for somebody that like? How do you know someone is a believer? So like, if that's the first criteria, like must be a Christian. What are things that we can do to equip us to see that better? Know the Bible. Know the Bible. Yeah, know, know your Bible. own faith. Yeah. Yep. Be able to articulate your own salvation and your own uh, conversion story. Yeah. And I think it has to be the willingness to have a conversation that's beyond surface level. Um, not saying you have to go all the way down to the deep meat and bones of your emotional life um, with this person that you're just meeting. But, you know, you can't know someone's saved until you get to know them well enough that you're asking the questions to reveal those aspects of their life. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say for me, um, be intentional and ask them to share their testimony, right? Let's like real quick, like every testimony (laughs) at, at some point has a, you know, I was, but God and now, Mm -hmm. right. So sometimes that's like, if they're five years old, it can happen like five years old. They, they can be one way as far as they remember. They don't really know, but there's a point in which they come, they come to faith, right? They Mm -hmm. need to be able to articulate that testimony. When Mm -hmm. did you come to Jesus? Like we know scripture reveals there is a moment in which we come from death to life. Mm -hmm. We cross that, 
right? They need to have that. You're, you're going to ask them. You should ask them. That's the, what Regent's talking about, getting to know them, right? Ask them their testimony and tell them yours. Um, now, not everyone's the greatest at articulating it, but you should be looking for a moment where they cross from death to life or a time when they say that their, their faith became sincere. Mm-hmm. And you should definitely be looking for the name of Jesus to be spoken. Yep. Like yeah. They need to say, like, faith in Jesus or Jesus as my Lord and Savior. They need to talk about repentance of sins, right? Because when the Holy Spirit indwells us, we are convicted of our sin and we, we are becoming more holy. So... Um, those are things to be looking for. Like perk up your ears when you ask someone you're interested in, like, Hey, how did you come to know Jesus? Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh, I've always known him. Um, I would start asking some deeper questions Mm -hmm. like, well, that's not necessarily true. Like at some point, like you came to belief, you know, whether, even if you were really young and then, and then follow that up with, um, you know, how is he working in your life? Mm -hmm. Right. A, a, a believer, a Christian should be able to tell you, what their current relationship is with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, like anybody at any point can ask me, like, how's your walk with Brittany? How's your marriage with Brittany? And I should have an active answer mm-hmm. if I'm in a relationship with her, right? Even if it's like, oh, not really good right now because I did yeah. this and, you know, she's really, she's reminded me of it several times and I'm refusing to listen. Like there's yeah. a, there's even that idea of conviction and guilt is, is part of a relationship with Christ and say like, yeah. No, I, it's not going well right now. I'm, I'm, I've been doing this and I've been running away from Jesus. And, and I, I know that he's calling me out on that. Like that's part of it too. So testimony, look for someone that can articulate it, ask them those questions for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. What about someone that's sincere in there? What, what, what about maturity level? Let's, let's talk about that. What are some factors of maturity that, that let us know someone's ready to be in a relationship? That's a good question. How about this? What should women look for in men when it comes to a, a spiritual maturity ready to be in a relationship? Um, I don't exactly answer the question. Like the thing I think about first is just what are they like when you're around them? Like when they're around their friends or when they're around other people, like are they respectful of others? Um, are they like servant hearted? Are they, um, like patient and caring. Like, like usually like if you are like, like let's say like on a Thursday night and you're at our college ministry and you can look around and you can see how people are interacting with others. And so you can see, you know, who's staying late to help clean up or um, who is like being attentive during Cody's message and really trying to absorb, you know, like what's being taught. I think those are some of the things that you can look for. And that's not like a, if they're, tired one week on Thursday night, not taking perfect notes. Right. You shouldn't date them. But those are just some of the things you can be looking for. Well, let's pair that too with look at those things, like attentiveness to the message mm-hmm. and saying it clean up. Pair that with, if you have a conversation with about it, how do they yeah. respond to that? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you are, if you've been talking for several weeks and you're like, Hey, I notice you don't really pay attention to during the message. How do they respond to that statement? Do they get defensive? Mm-hmm. Do they lie to you? Do they get, um, uh, do they evade the topic or do they, mm-hmm. they take it front on and be like, oh, I've been doing a really bad job at that. You're right. Or they might be like, yeah, Thursday nights are really difficult for me mm-hmm. because of this. And I, you know, I actually go back and I listen to Cody's messages on, on the podcast instead. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I'm, I'm here on Thursday because I want to be around people um, but it's just so hard for me because I've already worked 12 hours that day. But I, I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a big difference in response. So um, how they respond to those things that you call them out, attentiveness, 
um, how their friends are, you know, the people they surround themselves with, um, the fruits of the spirit. Do you see gentleness? Yeah, Do you see mention. patience? Do you see kindness, right? Do you see those things, uh, in their lives and, and in their, in, in their interactions? And I think too, in the age of social media, like if you're on social media and they're on social media and in their Snapchat stories or whatever, if that is just pervaded with things that are not of God, um, then they probably aren't mature. Are their interests offensive to God? Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So uh, there, there are interests out there that are offensive to the Lord um, or because they encourage things that are offensive to the Lord. Um, definitely. That's really great. Evaluating the things that they spend their time, money, and, and, and heart in. Yeah. For sure. Um, and again, knowing, I know at least for women... What we tend to do is we set these crazy high expectations. Like we have to find someone who has already arrived at like perfect holiness and sanctification. Mm. And if they aren't there, then we just completely write them off. And like, we're not saying that either, but you have to find someone who's perfectly yeah. holy because you won't. Um, but the idea is that someone that's actively growing and pursuing holiness um, is very different than someone that just shows up you know, on a Thursday night and leaves 10 seconds yeah. after it's over. And that's, that's why I actually brought up how do they respond to the topics mm -hmm. of those things, you know, because that, I think that tells a lot. You can catch somebody in a bad season of their life. Yeah. You can catch somebody in a weak season of their life. You can catch somebody where they're just holding on for dear life to even show up on Sunday mornings. Um, and yet they could still be the person you're meant to marry, right? Oh, they, yeah. they could still be a person that is mature in Christ and they, they're just having a moment of a season of hardness or weakness. Um, so it's, it's how do they respond in those conversations? So really, now we've boiled it down to, um, a couple times now, we've boiled it down to, are you willing to have that conversation? Yeah. Are you willing to talk to them about it, or are you going to make it up for them? And this is the thing I see women particularly do a lot. Like men, they'll just sort of write the girl off and not even, they'll just drop her. Women, they will try to speak for the man. Be like, oh, he's just so busy. He's just really trying to work on this and, and, oh, he just doesn't get it. Or he's just not very talkative. Like there's these things that, that, you know, women particularly, and this is just speaking from personal experience, they try to justify about the man in a way that makes up for it. Cause they think if they speak about it and sort of shape it, that that's what the truth is. And, um, that's not true. And men typically they'll just drop the woman. They'll just like, uh, no, not interested done and they'll just they, they don't they won't care about they won't care about how they end that relationship they won't care about how they end well in the conversation and they'll, yep. they'll just hurt them yep and honestly they probably didn't really spend that much time analyzing it they just yep. got disinterested and yep yep bye so that's the, that's the two most common i see you know hannah's looking at me and i can't tell if she agrees or disagrees no i agree okay it's processing yeah um and i Honestly, if you're a college student, you're listening right now, I see it in a lot of you too. I'm just going to say it. I love you, but I see it in a lot of you where you are just men. Uh, we'll, we'll have a conversation separately at some point on this podcast, but men, you're weak. You're really weak. A lot mm -hmm. of you are. Um, and you, you've got all these beautiful, mature women around you and you're not stepping up to the plate. And it sort of sucks, guys, because there's several of you that could really already be in a relationship and be heading towards that if you would just take your own faith seriously. And for women, there are so many of you that are just faithful and true and just waiting for a man to come around. And uh, I'd say don't settle, right? Don't do that thing where you just give in. Um, but also maybe listen to one of your leaders or someone speaking into you if they tell you you're just being too picky, <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> may, maybe just listen to somebody that's married 
and listen to somebody that's already in a relationship when they say, hey, that probably shouldn't be something you concern yourself with right now. You know, I feel like I have a hard time with women like that too when I'm counseling because like, yeah, you know, their, their hair color isn't like a thing that you should like really be concerned with right now, you know, or, (laughs) or, or even just like, yeah, like they're really great, except they're just sort of like quiet, (laughs) you know, like, I guess, but man, there's, there's certainly, it's certainly worth to get to know someone, even if they're quiet. Oh yeah. So that's the thing. Dating isn't marriage. Dating is not intended to be this. You don't have to know everything all about them to go started in a relationship that's part of the journey of dating yeah and i think that'll be our next topic is what is dating versus what is courting because now we're talking about the process in which you find out these things yeah um okay so 24 minutes in just really quick to summarize um main things obviously is that your faith lines up with theirs that your main buckets of belief um part of that is identifying what you find to be important Mm -hmm. um and, and I'd say back that up with scripture. If you find it yep. to be important, you better prove to me in God's word that it's important. Otherwise, that's just your cultural leanings and that's just your mind, right? So for yourself, discern what's important and that and make that the Bible the thing that informs that. Um, and then, and certainly there's the, uh, the spark of physical, physical attraction is important, but it's not primary level. Um, those are three things. I feel like we've covered a few more as well. Uh, let's see what else have we said. And then the last one, I don't think you mentioned, uh, that they're saved. Yeah. Yeah. Just saving faith in general. Yep. Right. Um, that you have faith in Christ. Um, I think that's a good start to this conversation. Dating will be our next topic because we'll talk about, all right, so what is like, what are the things that are okay to do when trying to find that out? Like how, how deep emotionally can you get with someone with trying to figure that out? What, what is dating wrong? Does it make you promiscuous or is it okay? Like how much are you committing yourself when you quote unquote date? And what's the difference between dating and courting? And all those That's a very things. interesting question. Okay, good. All right. Anything else to add before we wrap up here? Just Silas. Silas had a few things to add. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We're going to wrap it up there next week. Like I said, we'll talk about dating. If we have one next week, at some point we're due to, well, my wife, not us as a podcast, <laughs> my, my wife and I are due to have a baby. Um, honestly, by the time you're listening to this one, we'll have had the baby because we're, we're like three weeks out yeah. right now. So, um, so exciting. Yeah. So someday whoop, whoop. I'll, I'll, it'll be like a month later and be like, we have a baby. Guys. Yeah. So, but until then. Um, be thinking about these things. Feel free to send an email, uh, Cody R at cdbible.org. I'm not going to repeat it three times. I already said it earlier. Uh, that's it. Okay, good. Well, we love you. We're praying for you. We'll see you next time.